Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 131, ADAS Calibration, Myths and Operation. What happens during a calibration? Well, that's a long one. Um, I'm going to be reading. This is an article from a trade magazine called Break and Front End. And the author on the article is Andrew Markell, or Markle Markell. So I want to give him credit. I'm going to be reading it verbatim because I basically I can't really word it any better than he has. But we're going to be talking about ADAS, which, of course, is Advanced uh, Driver Assistance Systems calibration of it so this is something that you know as a, as a consumer owner of the car whatever you may not could care less about it uh, but I thought this would be uh, an interesting one to put out there so at least people can have an understanding of what the shops are having to go through when they do an actual ADAS calibration and what that means and the equipment that they're going to be using and so on and so forth so it's uh, probably oh I don't know this one's probably going to be about 15 or 20 minutes long if that maybe only 10 but uh, it's a good overview of the of the process and so on and so forth. And as usual, just a quick commercial. Um, if you ever want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcasts5 at gmail.com. And the other thing I'd appreciate it if you want to check out the main uh, publisher of this podcast, which is podbean.com. If you go to that website and look up Brad Kyle's Motorworks podcast and go to the my main homepage for the podcast, Upper right-hand corner, you'll see where it says Become a Patron. And uh, would really appreciate if you want to help out. You can subscribe. It costs $5 a month. You can spend less. You can spend more. Uh, you don't have to go in any kind of a long-term contract. But um, what, it, what it does do is that uh, besides helping support the podcast and uh, any future training that I get, so on and so forth, which is always welcome, um, it also unlocks about a dozen podcasts that I've made only available by uh, through subscription. And these are ones I specifically picked that I feel that if you apply the information that I've given you in your car ownership life, that you could save yourself thousands, if not maybe even tens of thousands of dollars and frustration and so on and so forth during your car ownership life. So I think they're pretty pretty valuable. So I, I made those ones available just through uh, paying for the subscription. So in the meantime, um, just to mark a day, this is uh, actually January 2nd, 2022, New Year. Uh, first podcast I'll be doing for this year. Uh, I did take October, or excuse me, November and December off of 2021. Um, frankly, I was kind of running out of uh, titles and things to talk about and just kind of want to take them some time off away from the podcast schedule to uh, you know have some more time with with family and and doing some of the things that the usual stuff to be done around the holidays so in any case new year and uh, um, you know my feeling is I always I don't make new year's resolutions per se but I certainly do think about how the past year has gone and things that I want to get done and goals I have so to speak uh, for the new year. And uh, I'm sure that, you know, we can all uh, relate to uh, what's been going on in the world and COVID and all that. And, and you know, I know it'll get better and we'll, it's all going to get figured out and, and uh, it'll end up being like the flu or something, you know. So I certainly have that hope. So in any case, um, 
Let's get to it. Uh, ADAS calibration, myths and operation, what happens during a calibration? Many shops and technicians can come up with multiple reasons why they don't want to perform ADAS calibrations or invest in the equipment. But chances are they don't understand what happens during an ADAS calibration. In most cases, the need is for the shop to extinguish an ADAS-related malfunction code or light. The other common reason is to determine why a driver is experiencing false activation or warnings from an ADAS system. However, an ADAS calibration is much more. The most challenging concept to understand is that ADAS cameras and radar sensors do not have moving parts inside. Cameras are set at the factory for focus and field of view. Radar sensors have a very specific beam pattern that can't be changed. So when performing a calibration, it is more like you are adjusting the blinders on a horse with computer code than performing eye surgery. A calibration procedure typically uses a target with a specific pattern, shape, or even thickness. The target is set at specific distance, angle, and orientation from a measured point on the vehicle. The vehicle knows what the target or fixture should look or sound like because it was programmed into the system at the factory. The scan tool activates this memory from its birthday so it can compare and possibly adjust. The majority of forward-facing cameras can't mechanically change their point of view. The focus and field of view are set at the factory and they are typically, there are typically no moving parts. For example, no motors are moving the zoom or the angle of the camera. Instead, corrections are made with software that can crop in on the correct field of view and the vehicle's centerline. Think of the camera lens as a wide angle, but the software uses it as a telephoto. The same is true for blind spot and rear view cameras. So when you are calibrating the camera system, you are calibrating what area of the image the camera pays attention to. This prevents a roadside sign or a car in the next lane from becoming classified as an obstacle. Again, think of it as adjusting the blinders on a horse. Sensors. Radar sensors emit radio waves that bounce off of objects and are received by the sensor. These type types of sensors can detect objects and vehicles no matter the lighting conditions. There are two types of radar, long-range and mid-range. Long-range sensors are used to measure the presence, distance, and even speed in the narrow cone. This type of radar is called millimeter wave radar by some manufacturers. Long-range sensors can measure up to 600 feet in front of the vehicle. Mid-range can detect objects 200 feet from the vehicle, but mid-range Radar sensors only measure objects that are in near proximity to the vehicle. These radar sensors can be used for blind spot and cross-traffic detection. Calibration of radar sensors typically involves adjusting their position. Long-range sensors generally are mounted above or below the front bumper. Mid-range sensors can be mounted behind bumper covers, roof pillars, and the corners of the vehicle. The position of a long-range radar sensor can be moved using adjustment screws behind the sensor to adjust direction and elevation. This type of adjustment is typically required if the sensor has been replaced or disturbed. Ultrasonic sensors have some... So I'm sorry, I'm having to readjust my page here. Okay, ultrasonic sensors have been on vehicles for more than 20 years. These are the small, round sensors mounted in the front or rear bumpers of some vehicles. Ultrasonic sensors can detect objects that are typically within 10 feet from the vehicle. They send out sound waves of a specific frequency that bounce off objects. 
the greater the return, the closer the object. These are very simple sensors that are used in backup monitor systems and blind spot detection. Ultrasonic sensors have a very wide angle of detection and low resolution. As a result, ultrasonic sensors don't need calibration on most vehicles. Calibration. The ADAS module assumes that the target is positioned correctly when the scan tool initiates the calibration mode. The system trusts that you took the time to set up the targets with some degree of accuracy. It compares the factory settings to the actual values. It uses this information to make adjustments. If the required adjustment is outside of the parameters, a mechanical adjustment to the sensor will then have to be made to the mount or adjusters, if you are lucky. When you set up a target or fixture for a camera or radar, the position and distance from the vehicle is critical to the performance and operation of the system. If the target or fixture is a few millimeters off when placed a few meters from the sensor, it can change the alignment of the sensor by meters when it is pointed down the road or the height of the vehicle in the blind spot. I know what you are thinking. What about dynamic relearns? It is the same philosophy, but instead of targets, the system uses specific inputs from the vehicle to the calibration. For example, many calibrations involve driving on a road with the proper lines to calibrate the camera. Imagine you are the vehicle. You can see with the camera and you know vehicle speed, steering angle, and other inputs. Well, that's it for this one. Um, like I say, it was really kind of a basic. There's really, it sounds like it's a very simple thing to do, but uh, I certainly have gone to training and I've seen it done in person. Um, the requirements actually of the calibration area for the shop area can be rather restrictive. Uh, I've done a previous podcast that talks about uh, if you want to do, if you're working on all cars, it can be a situation where you could have to have a completely clear, open spaced, uh, in other words, nothing on the floor, nothing in the way, no hoist, no nothing on the floor. It has to be properly lit. Uh, it can be a possibility where you have to have shop space that's literally uncluttered, that's 20 feet by 40 feet, okay? You're talking about 800 square feet of open shop space that essentially potentially can't be used for anything else besides ADAS calibration. Uh, so just the shop space alone, there's plenty of shops that don't even have that kind of space available or they're not willing to commit that kind of space available for strictly doing ADAS calibrations. So, And no, they can't be done outside because sunlight <clears throat> will can affect the calibration process, which you may go like, well, wait a minute, isn't the car being driven outside? Yes, of course it is. But during the calibration process, it can be that critical that you can't, the lighting has to be very even, there can be no shadows, um, so on and so forth. So the, the calibration process has to be done inside and properly lit and properly equipped, uncluttered floor space, okay? So I can venture where these ADAS calibrations, especially in the beginning as they're initially being done and shops are having to pay off this equipment, which could be potentially $100,000 or more, okay? Uh, it could be five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars, maybe even more for an ADAS calibration. Uh, it's going to be kind of pricey, probably. And the crazy part is, is that it may very well have to be done for something that, not that the necessary the car was in an accident. It could be something like where the front windshield gets replaced, or a front bumper cover gets replaced, 
And if any of these sensors are disturbed or the cameras are disturbed, then uh, a DAS calibration run has to has to be done. And so it just tacks on money to the repair process. So uh, without being sarcastic or anything, I, I hope you like your ADAS systems on your car because uh, they're going to be paid for in more ways than one. Okay. Uh, but the other side of it is hopefully, uh, you know, it helps protect you, assuming it's working properly. And uh, as we get into higher levels of ADAS, where we get into level 4 and level 5, and currently we're not at that point yet, certainly not a level 5, which again, I've talked about this on another podcast, but level 5 autonomy uh, is where there's no driver inputs. There's no steering wheel, no brake pedal, no throttle, no gas pedal. So you are a human being in a, in a uh, box, so to speak, with four wheels being driven down the road. So obviously these calibration procedures are very critical. So that's it for this one. Uh, again, if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at uh, gmail.com. And again, I appreciate if you can help out with a subscription. That would be great. And um, other than that, I hope you found this one uh, uh, enlightening. And maybe it helps to kind of increase your understanding of the things that are going on in your car and specifically uh, ADAS calibrations. So appreciate your time. Appreciate your listening. Have a great day and a fantastic tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you. And thank you again.